Now, I want you to say hi to uh, guys in the studio. I think you've met Yanel before. Yanel Ismail is our our director down here in Haiti. Yes. Uh, but I thought before we jumped into some of the other stuff here, I just wanted to grab him because he was walking by trying to see if we had any fuel to put in the generator. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I wanted him to give you an idea of what life is like down here now in Haiti and what I think is 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 the worst stretch at least in the last several decades, maybe even going back to the 70s. So, Yanel, nice to see you as always. Nice to see you too. So tell, uh, like, give our listeners just an idea about daily existence here, the challenges of just, especially when you're trying to run an orphanage for 100 people, 60 kids and 40 adults, the things that you have to do during the course of the day that are not normal to us Americans. Uh, First, I said it's a very, 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 very unusual, the life that we are living right now, the challenges. Uh, first of all, to get food, and for you to get that, you need to do a few calls and see if the street is safe. And most of the time, they said, yes, is you, you, can, you can get by. And then when you, when you go and then you see it, it's, it's a different story. And then you have to turn around and, and, and go, wait for a few hours when things kind of come down a little bit. What is it that you will see that makes you know it's not safe? Well, burning tires like all over the place. You're burning tires and people stand and behind the burning tires. And then if you force yourself to pass, then they'll throw rocks at you or, or, or bottles at you, which is not fun. Wow. Yes. And then so you have to turn around and then go home and wait for a few hours and then and go back and then and, and hope that things will come down. And then once things uh, comes down, then you go. So, it's, so but that's mean you don't have you don't drive because you have to. It's either you ride on a mo- motorcycle or you go by foot, and it's a long distance. And once you go to the store, the store most of the time they're half empty because people are taking as much as they can to store because you know they don't know when things will get to normal. So, and then sometimes you have to pay an arm and a legs. For water and I'm in, and I'm in the legs for for food. Tell them what uh, the the last time you went out to check on some black market gasoline, what they were asking for. Um, uh, I think that was on Sunday. So they asked me almost uh, fifty gallons for fifty dollars for a gallon, and then so you have to you know talk talk your way out of it, talk your way out of it, and then you uh, you put the price down for twenty twenty dollar for a gallon. That's one gallon of gas. Wow. So wow. when we're complaining about our current awful $5 of gasoline, and this is, I mean, without, explain what, in, in a Haitian life, what a gallon of gasoline or diesel means in terms of how you live. It means a lot because um, we, we use fuel for almost for everything. So if you don't have it, it's like, it's like an end. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying it's diamond, but it's like an handicap because we use fuel for almost for everything. So... Because I know we are blessed. You know, sometimes you, you do have the $20 to spend. Now, imagine those who are struggle, those who are working, they, they, and they don't even make a dollar, um, um, $5 a day. And then, and, then, and, then, and then for a gallon of fuel, to, to, it's, it's for like $20. It's like four days. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's four days worth of work wow, just to crazy. do that. Yeah, and, the, and the, without, while the gangs are sitting on these fuel terminals, 
and not letting any fuel get out, everything has come to a standstill. So there aren't any trucks moving. There's no deliveries. There's no companies open. The doors are shut. Yanel went out, tried to, you know, need to buy a little hardware, things that, that have broken or get things. And he went to the store, what was it, yesterday, like 1245, and they said we're closing? Yes, they're closed. And it's what, what they do. Um, they open, like, these hardware stores, they open, like, twice a week or sometimes once a week. So yesterday, the store that was open and they told us it, 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 it's, it's too late. It, I think it was around twelve o'clock or one. And today they were closed. Nobody so home it's, hardware. It's wow. very wow. difficult to get things done. And this is this is a city of nearly five million people. Crazy. You know, Lord. I don't want people to be imagining like, well, this is. You know, they're out, and of course, they're out in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, why would there be a store open? There's nearly 5 million people live in Port au Prince, or greater Port au Prince, and nothing works, and nothing's open, and you can't get anywhere. So, there's no. There's no food. There's no fuel. Water becomes a huge thing. Talk, talk for a moment about trying to get kids in, like the, the experience we had trying to get a kid who had tuberculosis in and out of hospitals to get care. Just run through that quickly. Okay. Well, it was, it was hard, hard working. Um, and we spent weeks trying to find a hospital that's open so that child could take care. And we could not could not find any hospital. And then I make tons of phone calls, tons of phone, phone calls. And then finally, after a week, uh, there's, uh, a friend of mine, he knew a, a nurse that supposedly worked at, at the clinic. So just calling her to come and meet me, that, that cost me 20 bucks wow. just for her to come and meet me and talk to me. But she was she was gentle and nice to me, honestly. You know, but I'm not complaining about the 20 bucks that I gave her. But... um. But the child was suffering and could not take care. And then we just needed medicine. But she could not give us any medicine because there wasn't no doctor around to approve her to give me the medicine, the medicine that I need. The medicine, they were right there. But she needs someone approval to give me the medicine. This is tuberculosis medication, okay? This is, we're not giving out Oxycontin here. This is, this is trying, to get, trying to get a kid from dying from tuberculosis and then the the first hospital that we took them to who couldn't give it out they ended up calling us right and telling us you have to take him back because because there were no fuel there were shutters of fuel because oh. the so they had to close down this they, they had to send all the sick people home because they didn't have the fuel to to run the hospital that's why we end up with our sick child so they told us take a, a kid with active tuberculosis and bring him back to an orphanage where, of course, he could infect everybody. So yeah. we couldn't do that. So we had to, you know, we had to scramble. And ultimately, because we had the first uh, building that we, you know, had before we went to the current place that we're at, uh, we were able to bring him and his mother there. Uh, and they're still there in isolation Isolated, by yeah. themselves, isolating, taking the medication. And we have to cook for them and deliver it outside their door and, and you know, mm -hmm. put it inside. I mean, just that's just one kid, one, one hospital, wow. one store. You finally did get the medication, way. though, right? We finally got the medication. Wow. He's on. I saw him two days ago. And, uh, you know, he's, he's alive. You know, he's alive. Oh, bless uh, him. But, uh, you know, it, it's a, it, just to get through the day is, is just such a challenge. We take so, so much for granted, don't we? We really do. So w do you have any hope, Yanel, that, that things in Haiti are going to change in, 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 in any time soon? Honestly, um, I'm a believer, and I do believe in God, honestly. But the way things are running right now, I don't see where 
because a lot has to be done and we are far from that so honestly i don't see it i don't see it how do the people here keep from just despairing or, or 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 just saying we give up because in addition to everything that you just said it's extremely dangerous outside so you can't just go walking to clear your head. You can't say, you know what, I'm just going to go take a bike ride and clear my head. I'm going to go up to the country and clear my head. I'm going to. Go. You can't even go outside because there are people who will kidnap you for five dollars, and uh, or who just won't like the way you happen to look, uh, and and just take you out. Or, you know, or a gang will just do something to you because they think you're on the other side. What is it like to live in that kind of fear all the time? Well, I think the fact that. The Haitian people, like including myself, we kind of used to this. You know, it's it's not this this thing. It's not it's, it didn't just happen yesterday or start last month. This been happening for years, so it's something that we kind of like used to. It's not normal, you know. We don't deserve this, but the fact that it's been happening for years, over and over and over, so we come to a point where okay, it's okay. Like so and so died. Uh, like like you you'll hear like um there were a car that dropped by and then five p- people got shot yeah. okay it's like it's been happening it it happened constantly so it's it, it's become like normal to us it's not that it's okay but it's not good when five people getting shot is a normal piece of news no no it, not at all not at all the fact that it happens almost all the time and so the people, the way that they were supposed to react on it, they don't, they don't react that way because it's something that happened almost every day. And I, I want to, I hope I'm not embarrassing Yanel by saying this, but last night we were praying for his father because his father, who lives up in the, in the provinces, is sick. And Yanel wants to go see him because he's very seriously sick. But he can't go because they, they, the gangs own the roads that, you know, he would have to go on and he would, he would never make it there alive. I mean, what is your frustration at, at knowing that, you know, you, your father is seriously, maybe even deathly sick and you're stuck and can't see him? It's very frustrating, honestly. I just don't know what to think. It's hard, you know, and I don't think this time, this time it's serious, you know, it, it, it's serious. He'd been dealing with a few things for long and my sister told me that he, I, I don't think he's going to make it. So that's why, you know, I want to spend a few times, I want to spend some time with him, you know, you know, because it's been a while since I see him. But you can't because? I can't. The streets are blocked, you know, the streets are blocked. And then I don't want to risk my life because I have, I have many people that depend on me. And then I just don't want to risk my life because I could get shot or get killed. So I just don't want to risk it. Just trying to go visit his sick mm-hmm. father. So... So when, I mean, you've been to the States, Yanel, multiple times, so you know the life that we lead there. What do you say to Americans when, you know, you see us complaining about, oh, we have this or gas problems or our political situation or things like that? How, how, you know, what, what, what's just a, some perspective you can share with us? Honestly, I mean, the, the, the first time I went to America, I think it was, honestly, that was just my point of view about it. To me, compared to the the type of life that we live here, the state to me it's paradise. I mean, it's it's to me it's everything. You know, you don't have to worry. Look, when when I'm in the state, I sleep like a baby. I don't have to worry about anything. No shotgun. No nothing. Uh, I don't worry about they could you know come and knock knock the door uh, over and then and then and then and then kidnap us. 
I don't worry about that. I sleep like with peace and like a baby. But I feel like people in America are blessed, honestly. I think they're blessed. They're not lucky, to, but they're blessed. Because the type of life that we're living here, it's, it's, it's awful. It's rough. Um, and I think people in America are blessed. They are to thank God every day for the life that they're living. You know, even though uh, I heard that uh, the, the gas went up, I think it was $5 or $4. Imagine you come down to Haiti and now you have yeah. to pay it $25 or $30 for a gallon compared to that. So I think your life, life in America, it's 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 paradise mm-hmm. to me. Wow. Pretty good perspective there. Yanel, yeah. Esmail, thank you for spending a couple minutes with us, as always. We'll take a brief break and we'll come back with more at 760 WJR.